birds, one stone, two birds, one stone. You're listening to Two Birds, One Stone, the podcast where you can literally ask us anything and we'll answer it with a combination of sincerity and sarcasm, leaving you either elated or filled with regret. You never know what you're going to get until you get it. Two green grass girls giving our take on the world. Strap in at Space Mountain, we hope you don't hurl. Turn up your dials, pour yourself some wine. If you listen to us, you'll be feeling divine. It may get real weird, but you'll feel rad and jazz. Sincerity and sarcasm with a dash of pizzazz. So send us your troubles and send us your woes. We'll open our mouths and we'll see how it goes. We will see ourselves out. We will see ourselves out. We will see ourselves out. Good morning. Good evening. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. Oh boy. Didn't plan that, but I feel like Just tumbled out of both of our mouths in unison. Best thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a strong start. Very strong start. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, I was like, it's like a sweater. We're pulling the thread and it's going to all <laughs> unravel yeah. very dramatically. 100%. Um, hello, everyone. This is Two Birds, One Stone. I am Andrea. Are you sure? Yep. I'm Tanya, but I'm unsure about it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I can confirm you're Tanya. Oh, thank you. Uh, we are a podcast. <laughs> that is what we are. And that's it. We've got nothing else for you. <laughs> What's it about? Um, you'll just find out. If you've never listened to us before, this is going to be a ro- the roller coaster of your life. The next... 59 to one hour and seven minutes. <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. I figured it'll fall into that range. Um, so what have we been up to? It's been a few weeks since we've recorded. We're actually recording on a, a weeknight because... I don't, I don't even have a job, but um, a school night just feels intrinsically wrong to me. It does. I tricked my mind into thinking it was Friday today and then realized it wasn't. And was Definitely like, Thursday. Oh, well. But we realized that there's just so much going on this month and next month. That, like, the next possible weekend to record was another five weeks out. So, here we are. Making sacrifices for our billions of listeners across the globe. Correct. You're welcome. So one big thing, one major milestone in our friendship. Life changing for me, actually. That happened was you got to meet my parents. I have known Andrea. How long have you known each other now? Five years. Five years. And I mean, obviously, both of our parents, everybody lives out of state. But um, I had never met Andrea's parents. And I mean, you're just my person. So it's un... It's... Yeah. It was a special... Well, I'll let you explain your experience. (laughs) I mean, it was quite the experience. Um, We went up to Deer Valley up in Park City, Utah to um, meet the parents. And I went up with Erin, which everybody, if you listen to this podcast religiously, it's a podcast about our friend Erin. There's a tiny Erin fan club out there somewhere. Definitely. I want the t-shirt with whatever slogan. So we went up and... um, your parents make so much sense to me, not as as a couple, 
I don't know not, how that works. But, not at all. <laughs> but your dad is just like everything that comes out of his mouth. Like it's just there's nothing that's not just a dry sarcastic comment. Like it's, every it's dripping. It's dripping in sarcasm. Yes. And then your mom is the sweetest person. She must have told. She must have said, "Bless your heart." Like. 47 times to me, to which I can only say, bless your heart, you had to raise Andrea. Uh. Yeah, she doesn't, Andrea doesn't think that joke is funny, but Kyle thought it was hilarious. Uh, I'm glad that everybody had a laugh on me, you know. It was, we don't it get was, to do it often. It was it's very, the pleasure of their lives that they got to raise me. It, It pleased my soul very much when, like, your dad would give you shit because it's just, like, we're constantly on the receiving end of your shit, so it feels good to, like, I had somebody to, like, talk shit about you, too. Yeah, that's all we do. We just constantly give each other shit. But I love how he gives me shit about things like, Andrea was a terrible driver for one year when she was 16, and I'm like, hi, um, let's talk about how you forgot to put your car in park when you were 16 and it fell into a lake. And also the time that you admitted to me that you got a little tipsy when you were 18 and drove your car into a ditch. I'm like, none of the things I did seem not even close to as bad as that. Did you see how he shut up real fast when I brought up the lake story? Oh, he certainly did. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. He was, yeah, he was drinking. Um, it was very funny because when Aaron and I were rolling up to Park City, Aaron was like, we should bring them something. But Andrea's mom doesn't drink. Um, so obviously Andrea does not did not inherit that teetotlerness. <laughs> but Aaron was like, let's get him a bottle of High West. And I was like, Aaron, if you've paid attention to Andrea for the last five years of your life, like I have, you know, you know what he drinks? CCDCs. CCDC. He will not. T- the only thing I've ever seen him drink that's not CCDC is sometimes he will pop into a bottle of Maker's Mark. Um, it's Canadian Club and Diet Coke in case none of you know it. And um, if yeah. you're a mixologist, you're pretty familiar, I'm sure. Yeah. And you're gagging in your mouth a bit, <laughs> but it's, it's what he loved it in the first one hour. First of all, they all started mixing drinks at 4 PM. And I was like, Oh boy. Really makes <laughs> sense. Why? Everybody went to bed at 8 p.m. And then it was just... They you would, blew through... Did you, They were through half that handle by 7.30. And they, I think, popped... It le- they went through a 12-pack of Diet Coke. I was like, what is happening, honestly? The usual. The usual shenanigans. George, you know, men from Georgia in their 60s. It's what they like, apparently. One of my um, top five moments of meeting your parents, though, was we cannot let it slide that Erin was tired. She was, like, laying on the couch. She was all splayed out. And Andrea's mom, is she's a woman of Jesus. Yes. Yes, she is. And Erin um, was raised, I think she was raised, like, kind of born again in Texas. And then she converted to Mormonism at the age of 19. Not a religious person now, but... Um, she just said to your mom at one point, I've invited Jesus into my heart so many times that he's got to be there. He's got to be in there. My mom loved it. She also baited her with the whole thing about reincarnation. And I was just like, I went head in hands. I was like, oh God, here we go. And my mom just loved having that conversation. So I just shut my mouth and let I think it we play just, out. Yeah, no. I feel like we just drank wine and like, 
glanced yeah. at each other from time to time because uh-huh. the nice thing about Andrea is that we um, share a nucleus. So a lot of times there's a fair amount of telepathy, telepathy, and conversations that we are having on some level. Um, where we don't have to talk. It's so fucking convenient. I 10 out of 10 recommend it, but it's it's pretty rare. Yeah, good luck. Good, good luck. luck good luck about. finding a friend that you can exchange telepathic thoughts with. Um so apart from that, that was that was kind of a a big moment. Um we also have a weekend ahead of us where we're going up back to Deer Valley to see the Indigo Girls. I have never felt closer to fine. Ugh. Good one. <laughs> the fact that you said good one and rolled your eyes <laughs> makes me believe that you didn't think it was a good oh, yeah, one. You yeah. thought it was a little bit trite, didn't you? I, I thought it was great. <laughs> Multiply life by the power of two. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hope you're listening, Indigo Girls. I'm sure that they are. Thanks, y'all. Um, we are bringing... The newest member of our family, which is a hacky sack. We're bringing hacky back. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew and I made a TikTok video on my TikTok about um, hacky sacks. And we realized in order to do so that we had to actually procure. <laughs> yeah, we had to go to the store. Thankfully, there is a store here that sells hackies. And I just plopped it down on the counter and I said... We'll take this singular hacky, please. It's all we bought was just one hacky sack. And at, like the girls ring us up too. And she probably thinks that we're so fucking weird. Cause I looked at Andrea and said, I can Venmo you for half of it. If you want to share custody. And I was like, Nope, I'll take full custody. Thanks. And then we had to learn how to hacky teach, sack. teach, watch YouTube videos. It's very difficult. And honestly, you work up a bit of a sweat. I'll say. We didn't get beyond three hackies. No, we did not. We need to learn a lot better. But I do I do like how we did that whole thing, watched The Bachelorette, hung out, and then at the end of the night just ended it in my kitchen. Playing hacky sack. Playing hacky. And We're I was laughing. Now. Like, my abs hurt. I was laughing so I, hard. Oh, my God. I forgot that I was laughing so hard that I couldn't act. <laughs> like, I was doubled over in pain. <laughs> It's hard to, don't play hacky in the dark, guys. It's very difficult to make contact. Yeah, and also don't, this is not coming from me, but it's just like based on what I witnessed with you. Um, don't wear a dress. Don't no, wear a don't wear a dress. At least for the second round of hacky that we did, she changed into her like nighttime leisure wear. We have a lot of costume changes. Yeah, in, our no, in no world is a dress a good idea for hacking. Yeah. I'm sure everybody but, listening knows that already. No, no big fucking surprise. Yeah, we've got like the hacky enthusiast. 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 Just cut it. That cut sounds it. great. Cut it. No. Cut it. That's perfect. It. You know how to pronounce it perfectly. It rolled off your tongue. Also, in case any of you didn't realize, today is our 10th episode. It sure is. We're and into double digits. In honor of that, I've bought Tanya a diamond. Because <laughs> that's the. That's the wedding anniversary equivalent. It's currently weighing down. My ring finger is just hanging limply because it's, it's actually, so big. Oh no, it's not a diamond ring. It's a it's a headband with a big diamond on top. Okay. Um, Take her word for it'll it. It'll be your favorite thing. Also, I figured that in honor of you know our mutual love of math, 
that we could just give a shout out to the Decagon, which is the ten-sided geometrical figure. Did you buy me a Decagon? I did not. I, I don't know if one can buy a Decagon. 10 out of 10, this is a terrible surprise because I, I don't have a diamond headband on and I don't have a Decagon. Well, you never know what's going to happen. Maybe I'm waiting. Maybe it's in my cabinet with my hookah. Who knows? Don't Never say never. But also, a Decagon is just a shape. It's not like a thing that you buy. I mean, I'm sure there's like a child's geometric set that has rhombuses and trapezoids and you lost me at rhombuses we're 13 minutes in and i already want to go home i lost you at rhombuses <laughs> rhombus is my favorite shape everybody call in let us know what is your favorite geometrical shape goodbye getting into the questions my girlfriend and i have been living together for several years about six months ago her parents bought a house on our street since moving in, they come by on a daily basis and sometimes walk into our bedroom, even while we were in bed. As you can imagine, this is driving me insane and crosses so many privacy boundaries. This is a touchy subject with my girlfriend, let alone her parents. Help me. Change your locks, perhaps? I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> of course you were. Change your locks. Move. Forget you knew them. Oof. I mean, I'm kidding about that, but there's, it's, even if it is an awkward conversation, like, first of all, your partner needs to respect the fact that this is making you massively uncomfortable. Like, I understand it's like balancing her relationship with you and balance, balancing a relationship with her parents, but in no work, my nightmare would be my parents walking into my bedroom with I my partner. <laughs> I can't think of something that I would legitimately hate more. No reality. It's, it's like a sitcom that nobody wants to watch where there's two people in bed and then somebody's like, hey, honey, how do you want your eggs this morning? You know, my first thought was, have you seen the movie Face Off? Maybe just get face transplants and go from there. <laughs> Change your identities. Sounds realistic. Yeah. Um, maybe get involved with the local mafia and then get into the witness protection program. Definitely. Any of um, these ideas, feel free. It might be extreme, but like sand off your fingerprints. How is sanding off your fingerprints going to <laughs> get them to... Because they don't, they're actually, they're, their parents are blind and they come in and they recognize them by the, I like that you're the getting, feel you're, of their you're, fingertips. You're getting nitpicky with me. And I you am. just said, you literally just suggested that they switch faces. <laughs> but you draw the line at. Switch, switching a face is going to give you a lot more anonymity than filing off your fingertips. It makes it so that like you cannot be... Rec recognizable to the parents. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any like real advice for this? Or oh, are we just... that, that wasn't, I thought that was real advice. Okay. Um, Talk to Nicholas Cage. Who was even in John Tra John yeah. Travolta and Call Nicholas up John, Cage. John and Nick, your good friends, and ask them. What was it like? The schematics <laughs> of Face Off. I, I mean, yeah, my, my actual advice is that you have to sit down and have a conversation with your girlfriend and clearly need to approach it delicately. But if she doesn't understand how that crosses a boundary line, 
then there's probably some fundamental misalignments in your relationship. It's our favorite thing to talk about on this podcast. Fundamental Fundal misalignments. <laughs> it's, but it's true, though. I mean, it is. I think if you're, yeah, because if that's the basis of your relationship, then wait till you have kids. Wait till it's like a decade in or 15 years in. You're going to go insane. It's just, it's not a reality in which you can live in. So express your concern, express that, you know, in order to thrive in your relationship, you need some privacy, that you care about her parents, but there needs to be some rules set in terms of when they come over. And if they do come over, they need to knock on the door. And when they do, you pop it open and maybe you've got your furry costume on. That'll sure fucking teach them, won't it? (laughs) You're like, oh, come on in. We're just having playtime. Exactly. Oh, are you telling me you didn't bring your rhino suit? It's time to rhino. Question number two. I enjoy babysitting for family and friends, but I hate how everyone these days has cameras inside their homes. I feel like it's 1984. If I let the kids watch TV, will I be told that I'm lazy? Are they watching periodically and spying on what we're all doing? I don't have anything to hide. It's the principle that bothers me. What's a good way of handling this? Well, I props on the George Orwell reference (laughs) for all of you Orwellians out there. Big, Um, Big fan base of. Big fan. Big fan. I mean, it is pretty classic. It is classic. Of literature. Um, so I don't, this is not okay with me. This doesn't sit right with me. I mean, I understand why you have, I mean, I've got, you know, cameras on the exterior of my house, like with my ring doorbell and things like that. But I get why people have them in their house for like checking in on pets and stuff. But I just feel like it is a definitely a weird privacy violation and get a good can of spray paint and just <laughs> spray spray paint over those fucking cameras. I, yeah, I, I don't quite understand this, this trend and this sort of spying thing. And I personally would probably ask the people that you're babysitting for, um, maybe just casually be like, so, you know, why are you using the cameras? And and then also maybe just setting some ground rules. Like if you're concerned that they're going to have an issue with you letting their kids watch TV or what you're feeding them or whatever, maybe just set expectations in advance so you know if the parents don't want them watching TV, then don't do that or, you know, I don't know. Just set, set whatever ground rules you need to in advance so you don't feel like... Things that seem completely fine may not be fine. I agree. The problem that I have, and um, like I do a fair amount of like dog sitting where I go to people's homes and it really bothers me when cameras are used for anything besides just kind of like safety reasons. Totally. Like you should be able to see like, hey, if somebody broke in, you get that footage. But to be checking it like in real time to me just feels, to me, camera is something that if something happens you can go back to that footage. You should not be like actively engaged yeah. with your home security system. And I experienced it with friends of mine who sent me a picture of myself walking through their kitchen and I was not wearing clothes. And it, I mean, 
they did it in a way that, um, like, obviously there's, like, laughing about it. They were, like, thought it was hilarious. And, I mean, it was kind of hilarious because the screenshot was, like, I looked like a hairless Bigfoot the way that I was walking through. But it was also, like, a giant violation of my privacy. Oh, that's so creepy. That is so fucking creepy. Well, and to try to be, like, oh, my God, haha, like, caught you. I'm, like, I'm staying at your house. And for that particular couple, I would stay there for, like, three and a half weeks at a time. Why are they looking at the camera to begin with? That's my issue. And I, that would be my first question maybe to the homeowners is, hey, just out of curiosity, are you watching this footage? Because it feels a little weird to me to have you checking, like checking in while I'm there. And, you know, if you have something to ask me or want to check in, shoot me a text, like, give me a call. I'll let you know what's going on, but I would appreciate it if you didn't cross this boundary. Please don't send me naked pictures of myself. I'm well aware what I look like naked. Uh, I've been carting this body around with me for 36 years now. I, uh... I, 10 out of 10, think that that's completely fucked up that they did that. It's just, it's, that's not cool. Like, no, I would check yourself. (laughs) Before... You wreck yourself. Right. Next question. My girlfriend. All right. I don't know why I said it like that. Like you're a radio DJ. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Call in your request. What do you want to hear on the radio? And it's a question about depression. So DJ Andrea. I also just said before we started on the ones and twos, let's talk about depression. (laughs) And then I said, I love talking about depression. It's so uplifting. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Okay. My girlfriend suffers from depression. I think she loves me. Oh. <laughs> you think? Sorry. I know she loves me. Do you? It sounds like you're thinking about it now. And I love her. But when she's having an episode, she has a tendency to shut herself off completely, including from me. Recently, she didn't speak to me for three weeks. It's impossible to have a relationship with someone who ices me out for long periods of time. After this last period, I told her she either needs to apologize or we have to break up. Was I right to give her that ultimatum? What do I do? I mean, as somebody that's also big fan of depression, I get pretty... <laughs> I'm not a big fan. You've got a foam finger. I've got a foam finger. Number, number one, one being sad. Jesus. Love it. But no, I mean, I definitely... You know this as somebody that's really close to me. I go through depressive spells, but I really try when the people I care about are checking in on me, even if like I'm replying just to be like, I'm okay every couple hours or something. Um, shutting somebody out, especially when you say like my girlfriend, I'm assuming partner, you cannot shut somebody out for three weeks, no matter how bad it is. No, I mean, that's scary. And I, yeah, if I, if I didn't hear from you for like three hours, I'd be like, I just drive to your house, but <laughs> there's no world. Like I feel like if if you did not hear from me for a day, you would yeah. be calling my friends, knocking on my door. Oh yeah, I mean you definitely. But here's the thing. First of all, this dude needs to just take a step back because you can't get somebody who's suffering from depression. You can't give them an ultimatum and make them feel like shit. It's like I don't know what if she's suffering from literally like debilitating, crushing depression and what's going on. But I would say, first of all, she obviously needs some help and probably some medication. And 
that's a conversation you could probably have with her, but you have to approach it more delicately than that. And I would say you have to say it in such a way as I love you. I am concerned about you. I, I don't understand exactly what you're going through, but when you are having those periods, can at least you just give me a hi, I'm alive, whatever it is once a day, just so I know you're all right. Like, can we set some type of compromise here so that you're not freezing me out? But obviously long-term, it sounds like she needs some help if, if it's that serious. Maybe the expectation is that like, they've got to text you once a day and just be like, I'm okay. Or give you a brief little rundown, which can be very, very hard when you're in the midst of like a true, like debilitating depressive episode. It can feel like the world to turn over, pick up your phone and type something into somebody. But if you are in a relationship, it means there's a give and take there. So like, don't give them an ultimatum, but I mean, pick a fucking emoji. That's like, you know, I'm an okay emoji or like... It's an eggplant. It's a little I need dick emoji. Help. Oh, come on now. See myself out. I was thinking like the North Korean flag. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a no-go and it's all fucked, send the North Korean flag. <laughs> what's... And pray tell, what is your... your I'm okay, I'm doing good, oh, but I... Um, what's your good? Mine would be like an octopus. Okay. Yeah. Should that be like our system now? Sure. Pick your emojis. What's good? What's okay? Mine, my good is octopus. My bad is North Korean flag. You'd be like, what the fuck flag is this? <laughs> I don't even know if that is an emoji, actually. I'm sure it is. But I think, yeah, I, you just, you, you gotta have some kind of like yeah, you ground got me, rules. You got me on flags now. So mine is going to be the rainbow pride flag. If I'm good, you just. Big surprise. First of all, I don't even think there is a pride flag emoji yeah there is there's just the rainbow really there's a, a flag yes. emoji oh okay i don't know so that's my good i would say my bad would be like i don't know a fish because i hate seafood just a fish it's a it's a shrimp it's the shrimp oh, emoji the shrimp. so if i'm okay. not okay it's a shrimp emoji. Okay. Oh, that was also our code word, yeah, when you went into the desert, so that makes sense. It's a, a jumbo shrimp. Okay. Okay. I feel that. I'm glad that we sorted this out on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, whoever is listening, don't use our emojis. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed. Come up with your own. Be yeah. original. Seriously. Stop copycatting us. It's really annoying. Copycatting. Copycatting. <laughs> that sounds very strange. All right, next question. I'm a female in a polyamorous relationship with another female who is married, also to a woman. We've been dating for a year, and as a celebration of our one-year anniversary, we bought tickets to a concert for a band we both love. We had a whole night planned that we were both very excited for. Unfortunately, I am now not able to attend because of a family emergency, and I'm super disappointed about it. I just found out that my girlfriend is now taking her wife to the concert instead of me and making a date night out of it because she didn't want to waste the tickets. I'm not a jealous person, and I understand I'm willingly in a polyamorous relationship, but I'm feeling very hurt by this. Am I justified to feel this way? What should I do? Yes. And... Yes. Fuck that bitch. (laughs) I... Yeah, I'm not cool with... Because it's a special day that you planned 
to then, oh, sorry, you can't come. Well, I'm going to then just take my wife instead. You know, I, first of all, do does your girlfriend have friends? Because that's my first thought. Take yeah. Why doesn't she take a friend instead? You're completely justified in feeling hurt. I would feel 100%. I would actually feel more than hurt. I'd be pretty fucking pissed off about it. And I would, as I normally recommend, talk to her about it. You know, I mean, it's completely valid how you're feeling. And I think it's 100% okay to communicate that and let her know that that hurts your feelings. And if she doesn't understand why that hurts your feelings, then she's an evil, cold person. We've talked about it before. Um, I don't remember what the question was in the previous episode about the concept around jealousy and the fact that um, jealousy comes packed with such negative connotations. But, I mean, I'm not saying jealousy is a positive thing, but, like, the fact that you're feeling that, it, it does not mean that there's anything wrong with you or wrong with your relationship. Jealousy, in some situations, is natural. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're completely justified in feeling jealous, but I also think that the premise of what's going on here is just not okay. I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to... Somebody, or at the very minimum, I probably would have come to you first and said, hey, I'm thinking about taking my wife. How does that make you feel? I know this was a plan for us. And is that okay with you? And maybe if she had approached it that way, I don't know. Well, it's just like the weird transference of like a trip with romantic implications to then be put on another. Like it just doesn't feel good. And as somebody that's had like so many like all of my polyamorous relationships have been very positive. It wasn't until we were talking about it and, you know, I kind of put myself in their shoes and I was like, Oh, actually, yeah, that would super fucking bum me out. Buy a plane ticket, fly to Mexico, fill up a big bottle of water from the tap, fly back, offer to make them a picnic to take with them just dump that Mexican water all over the food and they'll have diarrhea all night. (laughs) That's my advice. The end. Good God. So the next question comes from a podcast listener from motherfucking Norway. That makes us international superstars. Shout out girl. All right, I just finished high school and I'm starting a one-year program at a Folkehochschule. How many times did you practice saying that? Four to five times. I hope I, I hope I nailed it. Carry on. That is a folk high school. For about a year, one of my best friends and I have been planning on moving in together in Oslo when he finishes high school in a year, the same time as when I finished my year at the folk high school. My friend is really set on moving in with me, and we've been planning a lot of the details. He's been struggling a lot with his mental health and with rejection, but has gotten better lately. He often tells me how much he's looking forward to living together. Now for the hard part. I would really like to study abroad again in college, and I'm not certain what my plans will be or if moving to Oslo is definitive. We're both gay. I'm a gay female. He's a gay male. So romantic feelings are not a concern. But I am concerned about his mental health and stability. How do I tell him that it might not work out for us to live together? 
My first thought when I read this question, besides I really hope that Andrea reads it because there's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce that even if you write it out phonetically. It was. A, I want you to try. Can you try? Can you give it a shot? Focus hog schooler. <laughs> Who did it best? Let us know. Comment, like, yeah. subscribe, yeah. thumbs up. <laughs> Leave a review. Who did it better? Um, my thought process was just that to be as transparent as possible and let him know ASAP. Let him know ASAP. Like, if he is banking on this and you're kind of on the fence about it, like, the most responsible and kind thing that you can do is just to be real about it. And who knows? Like, maybe you will move to Oslo with him, but, like, it sounds a lot like he is counting on this and you are a bit flippant about your plans, which is totally fine. It's your journey, your course, your life. Absolutely do what's best for you, but you do need to let your friend know sooner rather than later. I agree. And I've actually, I've been in a situation like this, um, that in that I was planning on traveling abroad with a friend and I was all in and he didn't really communicate to me that he was having some reservations or that his finances weren't looking like it would work out. And, you know, he waited a little bit too long to talk to me about it. And I would have appreciated had he just been upfront from the beginning about it. And it ended up being fine. And I was understanding of the situation. But I think, as Tanya said, communication as soon as possible is definitely key. And obviously leading with the fact that this has nothing to do with you not wanting to live with him and, you know, that you care about him and maybe one day you guys can do that. But just to communicate that your plans are a bit more in flux and you do want to travel abroad and, you know, that may impact the plans you guys have moving forward. And who knows, maybe he'll be like, cool, I want to live abroad. Or maybe you can travel abroad or like study abroad the second year in college instead of the first year I don't know like I'm sure there are potential compromises in that situation as well agreed talk about it's okay to have uncertain plans I think that people get a little bit tied up in um not having the answer and sometimes just communicating to a person that you don't have the answer but you're a little bit in flux you're not sure what you want to do I know it's scary to have those kind of conversations, but it is really way fucking better to rip that Band-Aid off rather than going along with something that you know may not happen. Because the longer you wait, the more difficult it's going to be and the more he's going to be banking on that plan happening. So, you know, give him give him some credit as well that he's going to be all right and... I'm a big fan of just like with communication, give somebody all of the information that they need and then they can plan accordingly. And I'm sure if he's a good friend of yours, he's going to be happy for you and he's going to support that decision and he's probably going to be disappointed, but that's okay. That's part of life. And, you know, being disappointed is a thing that we all deal with. So if you ever disappoint me, I'm out of this friendship. I mean, I personally don't disappoint people because I operate... at such a high level yeah yeah (laughs) trying to make a joke and this is what happens 
Next one, my best friend of two decades and I haven't spoken since my wedding a few years ago. We have had periods of not speaking before, and it's always because she gets out of control when she drinks too much and is an asshole to me. I thought she would apologize after the wedding incident where she told me to fuck off, but I haven't heard from her. I want her to know that I miss her and care about her, but I'm afraid the same patterns will continue once we reconnect. What do I do? I have personal experience with with this, um, with a couple of friends and um, one in particular who got pretty belligerent when she would drink and... It's a really it's a really challenging position to be in because I'm sure when that person is not drinking that they're delightful and wonderful and some people just take it too far and it changes their personality and makes it impossible to communicate with them. Um, I personally had to put down like a hard line with that because it's just, it's toxic in a relationship. And, you know, I think first of all, if she's not even willing to apologize for what she did, you know, that's not okay. And I would say maybe give it one more conversation, explain how you feel, explain how, what, you know, she did hurt her, hurt you rather. And, I would just say hang out in situations where she's not going to be drinking and where you guys aren't going to be drinking. And so maybe that means hanging out during the day and having lunches or doing physical activities together. And if that potentially is the only way you can keep them in your life, then that's what you have to do. But unfortunately I think people who have a problem have a problem and if they're not willing to admit that or change their behaviors, you can't put yourself in a situation where you're around them and, and you're, you know, basically collateral damage. Yeah. I'm so grateful that like when I get very drunk, I usually just get very sleepy. I know. Same. I'm like, I, I, I might be talking to you and then I like fade a little bit and you're like, Oh, that doesn't seem like Tanya. That's a little bit off. And then it's, Put me in a lift, get me home, put me in bed. I'm prone to interpretive dancing. You are a blast and a half. <laughs> you are tr- you are truly a joy and a treat. I mean, sober or otherwise, but you know, there are just some people where they're not fun drunks. No. Um, I yeah. I had a friend that I really struggled with and I really wanted to be there for her and I would say kind of akin to what you were saying is give them the opportunity. And with this one particular friend that I'm thinking of, I did sit her down a couple of times and say like, Hey, do you remember what you said to me last night? Um, yeah. Do you remember what happened? And if they didn't, I would recount the story and be like, you know, if I know that you're drunk, but it feels she would get very like mean and aggressive and just say very hurtful things like about me, about my partner. And she would just kind of like shake it off. Cause I mean, she was very far into it at that point, but um, I gave her multiple opportunities to say sorry, to change her behavior, because here's the thing. If hypothetically speaking, Andrea, if you and I got drunk together and I was rude to you, I was mean to you and you came to me and you, t- I would be humili- humilified. <laughs> wow. Humiliated. It's a new word. Humilified. Dear Merriam-Webster. No, 
Dear Merriam-Webster, please put my picture next to humilified in the dictionary. I swear to God I can speak English. Wow. I would be humiliated and horrified is what I wanted to say. There it is. There it is. It was two words. You mashed them up. You know what? I love a good mashup, but... If somebody came to me and had that, like, I'm a huge fan of feedback in friendships and relationships, I would change my, honestly, I probably like would stop drinking for a while and really look at, you know, my behaviors. So give them a couple opportunities because we all get into places where maybe we're not the person that we are or going through a hard time, drinking too much about to say this that and the other and then I reconsider <laughs> because that's apparently favorite, a catchphrase of mine favorite phrase give them the opportunity to change have the conversation but like if you come up on this pattern time and again and I did try with this one friend like several times at some point you just gotta say no you gotta cut the I ties gotta let it go exactly you gotta take them up in a plane and I'm following you everywhere you go do a, do a final lots of planes I'm going to lots, lots of planes, planes. Go on a final parachute jump and pack their chute and make sure it doesn't deploy. No, that's not what I wanted to say, but it's like my mouth started talking and I couldn't stop it from talking. I was staring so hard directly into your eyes. I know. And I just kept kept talking and I couldn't, it's like my, my mouth took over my brain. (laughs) I, yeah, you got to just be done with it and move on because... Give it a shot. Give it two shots. um, Friendships grow apart. And sometimes we grow out of friendships. And, you know, as you all know, when I'm done with friendships, I like to take them on the, uh, the pirate ride. And as we're at the peak of the pirate ride, just whisper in their ear... This is the last rodeo. So you're you're free to take um, to, to take that advice from me and, and do that if you'd like to. Next question. I was laid off last year during the pandemic and after a few months of financial struggles, was forced to move because I could no longer afford my rent. My good friend, let's call her Daria, and her husband, let's call him Bob, have a detached guest house at their home that they offered for me to stay in until I found a job. I've known Daria for a long time and have also become friends with Bob over the years. One night recently, Daria was at work and Bob and I had dinner and quite a bit of wine. As I was heading to bed, Bob asked me to have a threesome with him and Daria. He said Daria was going to ask me, but she got too nervous and couldn't bring herself to do it. I was totally taken off guard, so I told him I'd think about it. A couple of weeks have gone by. No one has brought it up again. Now I'm wondering if Bob was telling the truth or putting feelers out. Regardless, I'm definitely not into it. What if I say no and make things awkward between Daria and me? Do I ask her about it? Do I say nothing? Do I move out? All I can think when I hear Daria is just la 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 la. It's such a good show. I mean, I miss that. I truly do. Maybe we need to pop that back into rotation. I think we absolutely do. Yeah. This is kind of a tough one. I I would say that my initial thing would be to readdress it with Bob and ask for a little bit of clarification there. Then I would also... Interesting. But I would also want my friend to know that that came out of her husband's mouth. 
Yeah. I don't think I was t- I don't think I would talk about it with Bob again. All right, fuck Bob. We're uh, voting Bob off the island. Yeah, I mean, okay. Daria's the primary friend. I would I would talk to her about it. Um I, yeah, I mean, my my initial thought was like maybe just let it go, but the fact that you're living there that just becomes very awkward. And so I would feel if I were in your shoes, like, oh God, like every time we hang out and have too much to drink, is there going to be some weird, you know, is, is Bob going to start like giving me a scalp massage or some shit? <laughs> I would take the scalp massage, but I would halt it hard at that threesome. Right. <laughs> yeah, People, yeah, gosh. Fucking Bob. What's Fucking wrong with Bob, you, Bob? Man. What about Bob? Suck a bag of dicks, Bob. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's also just like, I don't know, when people are just like, I would never, ever, there's no combination of people, like, I don't want to have sex with, like, my friends. No, threesome, I've done it, I've had a threesome with a friend before. And it was extremely awkward and 10 out of 10 do not recommend. Maybe you could just bake a cake. Oh, great. And then, yeah, bake a a cake. And then, and then it just says on the cake, threesome question mark. No, thanks. And then just present it to the two of them on their wedding anniversary. Yeah, and if they don't get it, you're like, hold on, let's go outside for a second. They're like, oh, that's so interesting. There's like a plane writing a message, and it just says, again, no. Yeah, actually, yeah, you could, it could all be within one week, every day. It's a new message. There's all, maybe it's another a singing telegram. And so, Ooh, I love that. Knockity knock, knock, ring, ring, ring. You open it up, it's like a guy dressed as a milkman. You think he's delivering you milk. He sure isn't. He's singing about how you don't want to have a threesome with him and Daria. We've got three ideas. We need four more. We need to fill Get a job and move out. (laughs) I was just like, I'm a big fan of cutting out letters in magazines, like a, you know, a murder letter. A ransom. Exactly. I love a murder letter. A murder letter. (laughs) Otherwise known as a ransom. Sure. Murder little ransom. Whatever. (laughs) Big fan of that. You could also do that. There's so many ideas. Get creative. A choreographed dance. Yeah, flash mob. Do a flash mob Ooh, scene. Oh, I love a flash mob. Mm-hmm. But like someplace that they don't expect it, like they're at a Home Depot, they're getting some stuff to work on the house, and then out of nowhere, out of like the they're in like the window section. They were they're looking for double pane windows, and just suddenly <laughs> threesome. No, um, you know those like little things that you put in the bathtub in the 80s like little kids and they would expand out like into little creatures and letters and things you could just get those put them in their bath and it could just spell out no thanks (laughs) so there's a couple of thoughts yeah just just tumble it around in your head you're feel, feel free to take any of those ideas I talk to your friend Daria she's an angsty high schooler with a heavy dose of sarcasm yeah I would I would say, okay, I didn't really have, sometimes I read these questions and I actually don't know what my response would be, but now that we've really run the gamut, I would say, I would say, yeah, just talk to your friend. But also you might want, like, sometimes you tell your friends things about their partners and they'd rather kind of turn a block, like, maybe have some sort of plan somewhere else that you're going to move. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely have an escape route plotted. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems like an awkward... Don't live with friends who want to fuck you. How about that? <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't know. She knows now. I think Bob is just, I mean, yeah, who fuck the fuck knows? You need to get to the bottom of what's going on with Bob. I don't like Bob. No, not unless he's Spell his name me. forwards or backwards. It's just the same. It's a fucking palindrome of a name. Who is palindromes for names? Hannah's and Only Bob's. pedophiles. <laughs> Next question. I'm a grown woman in her 40s, and my 75-year-old mother won't stop buying me and my now teenage daughters clothes from a catalog for elderly women. We're talking bird prints, lots of florals, elastic waist pants, and not the cool kind. She's an incredible mother and grandmother, and we all love her dearly. I know she's just being thoughtful and generous, but none of us wear the clothes. The last thing I want to do is hurt her feelings, but it's also a complete waste of her money. Should I say something or keep donating? First of all, I don't see the problem here. I think the best solution is you just change your fashion vibe. I don't care how old you are, just become the golden girls. I'm seeing a very Floridian, you know... Embrace your inner Blanche. Pinks and turquoises. Some flamingos, perhaps. Pop some wallpaper on those walls. Just go right into it. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's not too far from stuff that's in style now that I never thought would be back in style again. As I was reading it, I was like, I feel like this does sound a little bit hipster. It actually just sounds like you fell into an Urban Outfitters and you fell back out. Exactly. And I'm like, the second thought I had was, give me the name of this catalog because I may just want to start ordering Elastic pants sound dope. Elastic pants. I'm a big fan of elastic pants. Don't make me wear I'm a big fan of florals. Give me some bird. I just put a dress on yesterday that had birds on it. You did. And then after you changed out of the dress, you put on elastic waistbands. <laughs> it sounds uh, like a we dream. Have your, we have your solution. Just send them to us. Send them to Why are you donating them? Seriously. Donate them to us. Seriously. And our cause. I'm all for it. Which is dressing comfortably. We're at 111 Bird Lane. Salt Lake City. Yeah, I was like, please, what is our shared address? One 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 Bird Lane. Apparently, I just—it's a real address. Go ahead, do it. I'd probably say something to her just so she doesn't like waste her money. Like, let her use it like playing bingo, whatever old people do, riding around in her golf cart. Yeah, like let her let her spend that money doing what she. Maybe she needs a new croquet set. Shit. Some new knitting needles. Oh. Granny. Yeah, I would definitely talk to her about it because especially like a 70, that's your inheritance going down the drain, girl. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't need to be wasting her her pennies from her little no. little piggy bank. No, I had like, for for years and years, my mom would just send me so many Olive Garden gift cards and oh, like yeah. Applebee's gift cards and like worse for a while like we would have fun with it it was just like I would invite a friend we just like soup salad breadstick rosé our hearts out but there did come a point where I was just like okay though and I redirected her and said I appreciate this so much but these aren't really places that I I eat I would love instead a Target gift card because I can get everything that cold, I need. Cold, hard cash. Okay. I want golden coins, really. Oh, I was going to go golden bars. <laughs> Let coins me... are too minimal. I was, Send picture, me I was bars picture myself like a weird lesbian Scrooge McDuck that 
swam in my own pool of gold. You love talking about that. I feel like you make lots of references about... I feel like we've never talked about Scrooge McDuck you've before. You've mentioned him multiple times and about how you want to dive into gold coins. Guarant- I'll pull it up in the text chain. Guaranteed it's happened. I don't know. <laughs> you just got so nervous. You got so nervous. <laughs> well, I just oh no, it's a hundy hand jobs there. Okay, I'm going to search my messages. Scrooge. I oh no! I thank you. Three, three, thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you. I don't know why you ever question when I say something. <laughs> my dive into my bathtub like I'm Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Let's look at the second uh-huh. one. Check. One check. <laughs> oh we we'd be Scrooge McDuck. McDuckett and Tsunami gift cards. Check. And, oh, the, for some reason, I think the first one came up. Oh, nope, okay. it's a complete... Oh, I'd, all, I'd go all fucking Scrooge on blank and how... She, okay. Yep, three text messages. Uh, thank you. Two, to be fair, two out of three were about actual Scrooge McDuck, and the other one was just a Scrooge reference to somebody that we both don't like. Can we rewind back 40 seconds ago where you just no. said, I didn't, I've never made a Scrooge McDuck reference. I will give you, I will give you okay. two out of three because the third one was just. It's fine. It doesn't matter. The whole point was that you thought you'd never mentioned it before. And clearly you have, we have record of it in the text chain. So anyway, this also just made me think of my dad's mom used to give us the craziest gifts like if you think that you've had relatives that have given you crazy gifts I guarantee you my dad's mom took it to the next level and she made me when I was made me when I was 11 years old what looked like a clown suit it was a one piece jumper long sleeves long pants it was a one piece the fabric was, uh, let's just call it loud. I don't know how else to explain it. There is nothing worse as an 11 year old girl to get this type of thing that your grandmother sewed by hand. And then she gave it to me. And when she gave it to me, she said, I also made your grandpa Ross some boxers out of it. And I was like, oh, fantastic. So you have clown suit, granddaddy (laughs) boxer matching set. I was like, oh my God. I'm mortified by this entire outfit. Clown suit. And then the fact that she just followed it up with that she made my like step grandfather underwear from the same pattern. I just, I wish we still had this print, but I just remember my mom like mad dogging me like, Basically, her eyes said, I know it's horrible. You'll never have to wear it. Just basically say thank you and let's be, let's be on with it. I really wish you still had it. So if you're concerned about floral prints and birds and shit, then I, I don't know what to tell you other than unless you've been handmade a clown suit. And that your step-granddad has... <laughs> Matching underwear. <laughs> You guys are fine. You know what? You're just plain ungrateful. Yeah, seriously. I mean, shut your traps and enjoy. 
Okay, I'm a single, successful, professional woman in my 30s. About six months ago, I moved in with a man, Trevor. We started out as just roommates, but quickly became friends with benefits. We both agree we don't want a relationship, and it's solely a casual thing. Here's the thing. Trevor has a good friend, Martin, and I like Martin, and he likes me. We have hung out as a group several times. As far as I can tell, Martin has no idea Trevor and I are casually sleeping together. Martin recently asked me out on a date. I'm genuinely interested in Martin and see relationship potential, but I'm concerned how Trevor will react. Should I go out with Martin? Should I give Trevor a heads up? Help. Yes and yes. The end. (laughs) Yes and yes. A double-decker yes from Andrea and Tanya. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't think you owe anything to Trevor, but just as like a fucking human being... Just letting him know that you're interested in Martin and honesty, just be honest. Honesty is the best policy. You know how I love my phrases. You do. Grass is always greener. (laughs) Grass is always greener. Green grass girl. Honesty is the best policy. It's just better to be upfront about it in order to avoid any type of weird such I'm imagining like some dramatic scene out of a rom-com where you know two months into it you're hanging out with Trevor and and Martin and there's just like a weird fight between them and Whitney Houston's playing on on a loop in the background oh definitely yeah I mean my advice does not deviate from that it's just hope hopefully it's just like if you and Trevor had anything going on, like, you would just be dating, right? So it's a casual sex thing, so you can just bring it up. But it's not to say that just because you're not interested in each other, it's not going to be, like, a little bit of weird energy for a while. So that's just to be Oh, it's going to be fucking weird. That's for sure. It's going to be real awkward, and you can't avoid that. But Yeah, but if, if you are wanting an actual relationship, and Martin is that relationship then go for it martin sounds hot yeah martin's fucking damn i got a i, don't know. I got an image in my head and he's i just try to think about like what hot what's hot about guys and i just i hit a wall oh, and i fell down i know i'm like i'm imagining him like coming out of a pool in ibiza <laughs> he's got water water dripping down him it's real martin's hot so go for it Forget Trevor. I'm imagining Trevor is just some... He's got, like, glasses, but they're not, like, even trendy glasses. or like, little wire-framed, yeah. nerdy Birdman His glasses. His hair is kind of greasy. He has he a wears pocket car- protector? <laughs> he wears cargo shorts because he likes the extra storage. Oof. Yeah. And he wears, like, Maybe he's just got a box. giant dick, so he needs some baggy pants to keep that big dick into <laughs> And the unfortunate thing is that Martin is really attractive. He's coming out of this pool, but he's got a micro penis. So oh now you, now you no, have... he doesn't. Not in my fantasy. Listen, I haven't seen. Is what so is what sexy to you in a man is a micro penis? So you can just scissor him. So it just him. feels like scissoring. <laughs> just a tickle. It's a clit tickle. Yeah, I guess that would be my tiny... ideal man. If he had tits too, that would be. Fantastic. Uh, we're moving away from that being a man. <laughs> That's just a woman with an enlarged clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're back after a 
approximately 10 minute break where we just did a, a volley of hacking in the kitchen. The best is at the end that we both were just going, what, one more volley, one more volley. <laughs> just, just one more, just it's one more. Very, it's very addicting, but I mean, there is a purpose. We are going to an Indigo Girls concert that's outdoors, and we are 100% bringing this hacky sack. It's on my pack list, and I figure it's a great way to pick up chicks. I can't wait. All you Salt Lake lesbians, if you're going to the Indigo Girls on Saturday, come come by our, our space and give us a hacky. Well, you just know with lesbians, there's going to be like a bunch of lesbians out there who can like... I think my personal best so far, and I mean, you did remind me that we just started yesterday. Your personal best. Is like two in a row. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, like I can do two knee bops. That's it. I just have a feeling if we start fucking around with it, all of a sudden we're going to get like lesbians who are just like, you know, ex-soccer players and they're just going to like fucking Ugh, They're going to do the front, the back, the side. They're going to like pop it oh, off God. their hip. <laughs> I'm imagining all these things. I'm imagining it, and then I also said I, in in my head, I'm already shaking my head before it comes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Just like, can't wait. Never Spirit. did I ever think that. I'm like, I'm just picturing myself like I'm like a lesbian. It's just like a lesbian comes over and like hackies a bunch, and it's just like you're wet for hacky sack. Ooh. Yeah. Just never did I ever think that would be a reality. Mm-hmm. Does this pair with pussy? Yes, absolutely. And I'm holding a hacky when I say that. <laughs> it should be a really fun weekend, though. Always. As the three of us always have a good time. And we are, we lassoed in two other lesbian friends of ours that will be joining us on Saturday. We did. We're black bagging them and throwing them the, in the back mm-hmm. of our um, kidnapping van. And yeah, hopefully <clears throat> they'll fucking enjoy it. They will. They don't really have a choice. Exactly. If you don't, then so long, suckas. (laughs) Oh, God. I just felt like I was in, like, the the Home Alone movie or something. Why is my voice getting all, like, weird? (laughs) Don't say so long, suckas, seriously, and then just your voice gets lost i just picked the hack like it's so hard not to it feels it. so good in your palm it does like the weight of it yeah the feel of it. i did i'm not gonna lie because i left it on the counter in my kitchen last night and there were a couple times today where i just did a quick little knee knee bop <laughs> when i was passing through the kitchen just a little boop on the knee felt real good those nothing like those beans just the sound of the beans sacking against your knee Nothing like it, really. It's a, it's a glorious sound. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably our cue to start the outro. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Nobody you, wants to hear us weirdly like make a hacky sack sound sexual. <laughs> Which is like the third time we've done it in this episode. Of- yeah, we should probably shut the fuck up about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know the drill. It's it's the Instagram. It's, it's too birds one stone dot pod we love to get your questions we love to hear your feedback where do you send those questions two birds one stone pod at gmail.com number two number one you got it no spaces no periods between just two birds one nobody stone brought pod. up spaces or periods don't even don't even put that in there now they're wondering 
Are, wait, what? What about spaces? What about periods? Shh, don't talk about spaces and periods. There's no asterisks. There's no question marks. There's no exclamation points. Oh, good God. All right. I, I That's all I got, really. I've climaxed. Oh, okay. I hope not in my chair. It's a nice leather chair. Yeah, I hope you're wearing a diaper. Easy to wipe off. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> I thought we were going full outro that oh, you were just like. Geez. I was just, I was going to, I was going to soften it with a, we'll see you next time, but that's fine. Let's just hit it. We'll, we'll see, see ourselves, ourselves out. out.